Caution. Learning in progress. Good morning, everybody. Tyler Hubert coming to you here from the studio in Tremont, Illinois at uh, Precision Planting. If you're listening to this, it's Thursday morning, and that means it's time for another episode, well, of Smarter Every Season, but specifically to pass along some spring updates. Hans Stetsman is here with me. Hans, you and I were just talking, um, not, a, not a ton here today. No, it's been a little bit quieter on the front overall. I know there's places that are going hot and heavy and hard, but there are some, overall we've seen some... It's been a little bit of a slow couple of weeks. Yeah, speaking of that, too, um, I think the last couple of weeks we've kind of talked a little bit about uh, our observations coming into work here Correct. in central Illinois. Uh, I know we've talked about our friends in the north who some are, are in the Dakotas under snowfall still. Yep. We're thinking of you guys. Stay, we, we, stay we, strong. strong. <laughs> it'll, it'll come. It will come. Yeah. I know Nebraska. A lot of areas in Nebraska are Nebraska's running hot running. heavy. Yep. Right uh, Nebraska's going. I know that southern Indiana's got some yeah. windows that they're running in as well. Talked so. to a few dealers from that area, too. Yep. So best of luck, everybody. Um, not to upset anybody, but I know I did talk to an RM uh, in the Delta last week who said, man, I'm I'm looking at foot-high corn right now. <laughs> so please don't let that upset anybody. I'm just trying to think of everybody out there that's uh, um, participating in the just spring think, season. Just think, guys, summer's coming. That's right. Summer's coming. That's exactly You'll get right. there. You'll get there. Hans, let's go ahead and start out and talk a little bit about liquid systems and kind of uh, kind of want to get into VApply HD, a few different things. Um one resource that I want to make sure everybody is aware of is we, we've taken a, a handful of phone calls on how to orifice and kind of the best practices mm -hmm. for orificing. Um, I think what I would like to pass along is on the cloud under the vApply HD option for product resources. Um, in operations resources, there are videos, one in particular, that shows how to use the liquid max yes. to find the right orifice. Invaluable would, video to use to at, go through them. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and that can be done whether you're using an HD system or whether you're not. Correct. Yep. What I would like for you to touch on a little bit is what does it look like or how do I be aware when, when an orifice is my limitation, when it is the restriction point, what does that look like? H how do I go about diagnosing that? Yeah, so a couple of things that when you look for with an orifice plate, when you when you add an orifice plate, there's a couple, couple of ways of looking at pressure drop. Um, one, if you see a pressure drop between the pump and the HD in that scenario, that's an indication of a restriction in the line to the HD. When you see the pressure through the HD, and you're not getting a pressure drop from the pump to the HD, but you're still seeing the pressure drop, the HD, the pressure drop is, is after the HD, or you see it past that point, that generally indicates that you're getting a, a restriction past the HD, which is normally that orifice place is too small at that point. And what you'll see on the HD, if you're looking at an HD system, you'll see the HD go to wide open. Um, so 25, 75, EMHD, 180. Um, 150. 150, my yeah. bad. Sorry. Um, 150 on the on the EMHD. So you'll see those those ball positions start to go wide open, and you'll see it push full flow, try to push flow, th flow through it, and it can't because the orifice plate's too small at that point, the rate you're trying to hit. If you pull the rate down, you'll see all the HD start to come back, but you'll see a high pressure at the HD and the ball position go to a wide open uh, scenario. If you see that combination, you know from that point downstream you have a restriction, and that's generally either – um, if you have ORS plates, that's generally the thing to look for. Yeah, and you, you hesitated a little bit there. I think, you know, you could certainly, you could plug a knife. You could. Right? Yep. You, you could have something that gets plugged. It's, it's when that pressure drop is minimal from the pump to the HD, but the HD goes wide open, 
generally speaking, like you kind of said, it's it's an or, orifice, especially if we're starting out, you know, kind of at the beginning of the, the season. season. When you see it but on all a, rows, that's when you start to see it. If you see yes, it on one yeah, single row, point. you're looking at more like a plug knife tip. But if you see it on good all point. rows, that's a that's an orifice, indication that the orifice plates the problem. Yeah, and usually, again, your pressure is, I would say, it's 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 a minimal drop from the H pump to the HD. Correct. And generally speaking, your pump is around 5 to 10 PSI of where you set the bypass. Correct. So it's a really good indicator at that point that, hey, my restriction is post-HD. How do I validate that, Hans? Is there a way that I can kind of, I guess, prove that to myself? Um, if you're not running flow sense, an easy way is to take the, if you're or at least a high flow, is take the tur- take the orifice plate or go to a higher orifice plate and see what that happens. And then also just slow your 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 rate down a little bit and see if that makes, see if you can hit it at a lower rate. Um, generally that's an indication of, of something along those lines, but that's one way I've looked. I know you've got different ways of doing stuff as well. Yeah. I, I think you're right too. Like if you, if I back down my rate and I can hit it, that's a good indication that I, I'm not telling people to run there. No, but it's an indication of if, if you can, well, I can hit it there. What's the issue that I can't hit it above that. Right. Right. Um, if I really need to validate it, what I like to have guys do too is like if you're going into a furrow jet, say, or, or conceal, uh, pull the line before you go into the splitter. So basically yep. you have a three-eighths line coming out of the HD. Let it dribble on the ground. Yep. You don't do this for long, right? I'm not, I, we're, I not, we're not saying you run this way, but this is a right. great way to test the system for a period of if time. If you do that and then all of a sudden that ball position closes off and you're hitting right again, that's at least a very good way to show you, okay, my restriction is now from that the splitter down, down to the ground. Yep. And like you indicated, if it's on all rows, it's a high likelihood that it's it's the worst point. Yeah. Yep. The other thing I kind of wanted to pass along is getting some questions now where I think guys have at least got everything calibrated and had a day or two in the field, in some instances, not everywhere, yep. but questions coming out too around flow rate adjustment. How do I do that and what do I do? I would say, too, um, on the cloud, again, under operators resources, there's a document that talks through, I'm sorry, that's under installation resources, that does talk through uh, flow rate adjustment and how to do that, the math that goes into that. Yep. Um, I guess what very good, and it's step by step. I think the other big thing to pass along is just like selecting a flow source external, if you're using EM FlowSense, mm-hmm. um, you have to go in and select that flow rate adjust for every HD. It's yes. not a set one, one and it applies for all. Yes, that's an individual row adjustment, not yeah. a pl- not a planner wide adjustment. Right. Each one has to be done individually. Right. Okay, um, Hans. The other thing that I wanted to touch on a little bit this morning is we are, or I'm going to try to link a video uh, from Will Frank into the show notes. If I don't, everyone should be getting an email on it. Correct. But it is explaining why we highly recommend not changing cow factors for mm-hmm. load pins. Um, I'm going to kind of leave it at that. We would say that, right? I mean, we, we would we don't say, recommend changing a cow factor. And that is not a recommended process. And Hans and I can go into that, but realistically the video from Will um, explains everything you kind of need to know about why we yep. recommend not doing that. So yep. I'm hoping our dealers will watch that. If I can't for some reason get the video linked, again, you all should be getting it in an email. Correct. Pay attention for that. Um, but that will explain more about why we recommend not changing uh, load pin cal factors. Um, I'm going to try and tackle this next one, Hans. Okay. GPS is still a call driver. Yep. And it, it, it is one where I think what I would highly recommend is uh, if you know you maybe still have growers that are going to try and set that up on their own, um, pass along the link on the cloud to the GPS setup resources. There's a number of videos that are very good. Um, 
you know, if you've got time, if if you are an area that we've kind of talked about that's still under snowfall yep. or a grower hasn't, you know, gone to the field, a proactive approach there may save you phone calls when things really start yep. to start to get wild. Yep. Um, the last one I've got here is just want to make sure that like with split row planters, our 1790s, our split row Kenzies, split row case, once you set your equipment profile, you don't change anything in there. Yeah, you're not removing rows. You're not you you may be planning on 16 rows versus 31 or or vice versa, but the uh the equipment profile is the number of rows physically installed on the planter. That is the equipment profile. That number of rows doesn't change. Your active rows may change, but we still need to see every row that's physically installed on there and we need to know that it's supposed to be there. Um, and that also goes for guys, uh, mail row corn, uh, skip row cotton, anything where you're physically, you the row unit is still there, but you're not planting on it. Leave everything as is in the equipment profile because that row is still physically there. We're just turning things off that are, that it doesn't need to run. Yeah, if I am doing like if I plant field corn and then I am doing like 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 a, a seed corn. Yep. I think you've recommended in the past too that might be worth setting up like a custom crop and Correct. calling it yep. seed, seed corn. corn. That way it's and then that way your config, your equipment config or your crop config is tied to the seed corn, not to um and you might if you have different ones for some of them are gonna have some of the planters are gonna do uh field corn, some are gonna do male seed corn and then female seed corn. So each one of those might be a different crop. Yeah, that's a good point. So point. Hans, that's all I've got. And I said, uh, I said at the beginning that we were a little light on bullet points. So I think that everybody doesn't think, um, you know, we only had maybe four things to cover, but we still really stretched this episode out. Maybe well, now's a good time just to go ahead and wrap I it up. I think we're good. We can, we can call it good. I okay. Think. Sounds good. Well, on behalf of Hans Stetsman, thank you all so much for listening and have a safe and happy spring.